0: Hello and welcome to Under the Skin from Luminary. This week I spoke with John Barnes. John Barnes, a former England footballer and the author of The Uncomfortable Truth About Racism, which came out this year. Now that Under the Skin is on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review there. It really helps and uh, I'll read them out for you. If you'd like to listen to the rest of this podcast and all of my weekly Under the Skin podcast, even though it says actually here, Under the s- s- squick Oh, does it? Yes, Jen, it does. Oh, this no! This is how you spell Under the Skin, the name of the podcast that you're a producer of. SQ... K-K-I-N. That's Squin. My, that's my anxiety coming through. It's come across as <laughs> ineptitude, enormous ineptitude. The Under the Skin Podcast. All you have to do is subscribe to Luminary on Apple Podcasts or download the Luminary app. now. Uh, I, also, there's a Christmas offer. You should take advantage of this. If you're in the US, you can get a annual subscription to Under the Skin, which means a podcast every single week with a brilliant intellectual. Above the Noise... That's a guided meditation every week, plus Dave Chappelle's podcast on there, which is an absolute masterpiece, plus loads of other content, too much for me to list for about $2 a month, under $2 a month, one penny under, to be honest. And if you're a UK listener, you can get it for like 150 about 180 Is that right? I'm doing my maths wrong? Yeah, one, it's less than £2 a month. Less than £2 a month. It's well worth it. Anyway, this runs up to January the 3rd, 2022. The link's in the description. In this part of the conversation, what do we talk about, Django? talk about how the white working class and people of colour have more in common than you think and that class is ignored and i bet that the white working class and the people of colour are <laughs> getting along so well it's just a really interesting because obviously he's um i don't know obviously because you might not have heard of john barnes if you're not uh european or latin american central american mm-hmm. asian john barnes one of the best footballers in the world for a while black geezer like he's but he's from a middle class background, so he's really interesting perspectives on race and class. He, if you've not heard of him, what you might remember is when Liam Neeson got into all that stir, Barnes stuck up for him and went, hang on a minute, this is more complicated than that. So he's got some interesting perspectives on some complex cultural issues that dominate our landscape these days. Have a listen. Trying to achieve equality with the annihilation of category is not that's a successful route. Yes,
1: that's, that's, that's exactly right. We're in era where it turns out we were never the boss. It doesn't look like
0: an ideology. What's beneath the surface of people we admire, of the ideas that define our time, the history we are told. And welcome to Russell Brand Under the Skin. What I liked about your book, mate, is you talked about the complexity of racial issues, the attempt to be reductive and to reduce it to a set of gestures and symbols. And and in particular, I'm sympathetic to what you're saying about the white working class and the kind of tensions that are being generated around racial issues between yeah. people that are of different races but live in the same economic class. How did, you, how did you get yourself, I mean, obviously it's a life's work, but tell me how you firstly had the confidence to write this book and now that the book's been out a little bit, how it's hitting you and, and what you've learned since the book's come out?
1: Well, first of all, it, it really stems from, from well, once again, you talk about unconscious conditioning and you can see just a, a bit of a, uh, uh, an aside. You look at what's going on now with the cricket and you saw the cricketer, um, Aseem Rafiq, talking about what he actually went through. And then as it turned out in terms of his, his tweets about Jewish people, um, so it's not a black and a white situation uh, because we all have biases based on what we've been wrongly told. But from my own perspective, Particularly thinking it from a class, look the book. The book is called Uncomfortable Truth About Racism because you mentioned race. It's going to sell more books. Let's be honest, but it's really an intersectional book about discrimination and bias. I'm a light-skinned middle-class Jamaican whose mother's family started helped to start the first Jamaican government starts after independence. Um, her her grandfather was her father, sorry, uh, and and her uncle, her uncle were imprisoned by the British for sedition against the crown. That's really because they wanted to be independent. They didn't kill anybody, but they were talking about independence then when the first jamaican government started they broke away from the jamaican government to start the first trade unions because they felt that the jamaican government was too elitist as much as now it's a black country with the black government although the government were going to be light middle-skinned probably even white jamaicans they saw that they discriminated against the working class the black working class so they started the trade unions so i was always brought up um, as a from a young um, person growing up in jamaica until i was 13 with lots of politicians and lots of arguments about what's right for the people as much as my family were an elite political family they were on the side of the people and always on the side of the working classes now this has got nothing to do with race but everybody's black but that is how the the the, the, i then came to differentiate um between elite non-elite um middle class working class and then black and white it's it's the same thing it's about discrimination against people who you feel superior to So then coming to England and then being the son of a diplomat, my father was a colonel in the army. We lived in Highgate, we lived in, 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 in Hampstead, we lived in Mayfair. My son, my father had a chauffeur. So therefore, as much as I know the black experience as a young black boy in London with my friends who lived in council houses, I didn't experience that. And then when I became a footballer at 17, I am now once again an elite person. So while there was racist abuse for footballers then and there was no conversation around this is wrong, there still was some sympathy for us. So as I'm going down the Holloway Road, on the, on the coach for Watford versus Arsenal. And it happened to be Arsenal fans. I'm not saying Arsenal fans are more racist than Watford fans, or Liverpool fans. This is the way it was. And we were being racially abused, me and Luther on the coach and bananas were being thrown at the coach. But I'm having a glass of wine and eating lobster. So therefore, how, 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 how am I affected by that? What I was affected by was as I looked into the crowd on the Holloway Road, I saw average working class black people cowering in shops, hiding around corners so that they don't get abused. I always felt, who's speaking for them? it's okay speaking for John Barnes. And now here we are 40 years later, telling us how how difficult it is for a a footballer who earns twenty thousand pounds a week. He can go to any nightclub, he can go to any restaurant, he can go go to Downing Street. But because he gets abused on Twitter, that a white working class person whose life doesn't show him any benefit of his his white privilege at all, but we're telling him that his life is better than that that black person's life, that that black footballer's life. And from a white privilege perspective, what we have to understand is, first of all, it exists. However, however, white privilege, the, the white working class doesn't benefit from his white privilege, doesn't benefit from his white privilege. He doesn't see it because he can't get a job, can't get a house. Um, he lives in a council house. His kids go to a terrible school. So how can we tell him he's privileged? What we will say to him is that anything negative in your life is not, is not because you're white. Now, that's the privilege. But that doesn't positively affect his life in any way, shape or form. So how can we explain it to him? How we try to explain it to him is say, there's your white privilege. Every negative thing you go through. Here's a millionaire footballer who's on 200 grand a week. He can go, go, go to Downing Street. He can go to the highest ends of society. And once a week, for every, every now and again, a banana comes on the field. So therefore, you are luckier than him. How can he empathize with that? What we should do, if you want to explain white privilege, is say to him, you know everything negative in your life that you go through, and you know there are a lot of negative things. The black working class go through the exact same thing, as well as having the added burden of being black. Now, even if he can't see the added burden of being black, and he says, well, they go through what I go through, then I can empathize with that. But we're trying to show them elite black people, elite women, elite gay people, and then say that, you know, um, in terms of sexism or homophobia, you can look at, uh, a, 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 a famous woman and use her as an example of of of, of sexism where well, you shouldn't. You should look at the average woman and what she goes through, or the average gay person and what they go through, to then give that example.
0: That's amazing, John. I mean, what I'm thinking when when you're saying this. Firstly, I'm like you've obviously got a. I suppose everyone has a complex set of ident- pieces to their identity, but w- w- yours is a particularly interesting set when you talk about the intersection of class, immigrant status, but ha- like a kind of a high-level immigrant status because of the diplomatic component, and it's given you... When we
1: were immigrants, my dad got posted here for four years, and I speak to a lot of black, particularly now Africans, because you've got a lot of black millionaire Africans who are sending their children here, and we're being told because we're black, we all have to feel blackness in the same way that we're all disenfranchised and we're all discriminated against, and our lives are terrible. And that's not the reality for a lot of us.
0: Yeah, I feel you. And like, what I what I get from this is that you're talking about the complexity and the nuances that are in any any individual's identity. And by highlighting and promoting certain aspects of it, or simplifying and reducing identities into patterns and blocks, it's going to create division. And I'm beginning to wonder if that is a deliberate ploy, a deliberate plan to create division, to create social division when when it isn't when it isn't necessary. Now a lot of the stuff you're saying about like I completely agree with what you're saying about class, because one area of identity that seems to continually be excluded is neglected. class yeah it's neglected yeah. continually like you know just take a recent example in this country or from America the Trump situation people couldn't vilify white working class people quick enough even the most yes. identity aware like uh, public uh, opinionators and commentators are yeah. getting there and say all that gammon stuff and then with their, yeah, yeah. their England flags outside their houses in Doncaster or Hull yeah. or Luton or Greys where I'm from you know like yeah. and I think that that creates more division more opposition, and I can't yeah. see how that's an accident, John. Like, you know, sort of working <laughs> class people of any colour, any religion, any sexual identity, gender identity have got more in common with one another than they have Absolutely. the elite.
1: Absolutely. It, it, it is it is it is deliberate. It is deliberate. Because we have told the white working classes the reason for your discontent are the immigrants. So therefore in the 70s, black people are coming to take your jobs, take your jobs on the buses, and now they're coming to take your 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 benefits and they're taking your, your council houses. What the white working class should say is let them have the shitty benefits and shitty council houses because we demand for, for ourselves. But they don't. They go, yeah, you're right. Instead of demanding more for themselves, they say, you're right. They're they're now taking our little shitty benefits and shitty council houses. So the overt nature of racism is perpetuated by the working classes, be they football fans. And then what happens is after they've created this division by saying, because look, at, look who's voting Tory. You know, you, you talk about, first of all, the the, the the people who who voted UKIP were labor voters to begin with then they voted UKIP now they vote Tory which is which is crazy because they have convinced that they've convinced them that the reason for their discontent and the reason for everything negative in their life is for the immigrants then what they do is when we have to then cancel sack come down hard on someone we then use a black elite by creating um, these people within institutions to then come up with like, like for example, you got the Commission for Racial Disparity with Dr. Tony Sewell. So they use a black man to then come up with with the, a report as to whether there's any 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 racial bias. Then when he then says there is no racial bias, systemic racial bias. What as a black person we can't complain. So that's what we ask for. We ask for a black a black man to put in that position to make the decisions. And then he says, but there are racist incidents. Now that's interesting because there's no systemic racism. Racism. Or racial bias, which means that the system, there's no race, systemic racism in it, but there are racial incidents. Now, what are those racial incidents? Twitter, football, all when you have a working class person doing something, therefore they are now being criticized rather than the system. So, therefore, it's a deliberate ploy to divide and conquer because what has happened is that, as you rightly say, the white working class have more in common with black people, with women, with everybody else. And when the media, for example, this is obviously from a female point of view, then put a headline saying two years for rape, but five years for throwing a statue in the river. Well, of course, women are going to go. There's the Black Lives Matter people again getting more than we are getting. What about us? What about us? So they are dividing us. So, you know, but this is a, a, an age old point that's been going on for hundreds and hundreds of years that we're not aware of.
0: If you are enjoying this podcast, please join me over at Luminary on Apple Podcasts for the rest of our discussion. And for all the latest episodes of Under the Skin, I'm telling you now. It is a brilliant conversation every week and a guided meditation every week. That's just the content that I put on Luminary. It's really worth it. No adverts, no nonsense. A couple of quid. Don't you think? I'll pay a couple of quid not to have them piping up doing an advert every ten seconds. Well, here you go. That's the deal. Do you ever think well, it
1: then? like if you <laughs> wanted an extra cup of tea.
0: What do you mean by that? Like instead of having an extra cup of tea, man. Buy a Luminary subscription. An extra, an extra cup of tea a month. Who yeah. oh, has an extra cup of tea a month? What kind of. Who? Are like, you let's say you have Three cups of tea every day and you buy them out. Three cups of tea? What? <laughs> you're out buying cups of tea. Who well, is this coffee, person? coffee. But... Yeah, coffee. At least people have coffee. All oh, right. you're you're I don't even drink tea. No. Like an extra <laughs> I'm of just of trying tea. to imagine what it's like. What's it like to be a person? I suppose they're having a cup of tea. Anyway, look, it's a good deal. And uh, it's a good podcast, but you, you know, you tell us, stay in contact. It's part of our community. Enjoy under the skin from Luminary.